Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. Episode 28 is the day after the Lionsgate jump thing that I did with a bunch of y'all. It was Liddy. Thanks for joining in. It's going to be the recording's going to be on sale until the 12th, which is allegedly when the gate closes. That felt like a good idea. So I'm doing that. If you want to buy it, the link's on somewhere. I'm going to put the link somewhere. Cool. So I'm going to get into it with the heaviest question first. Maybe Is this the heaviest question? I don't know. It's the most spicy question. And it's how do you handle the cult energy that human design gives off? And I'm going to start out with how I personally handled it. And then I'm going to go into a more nebulous answer. So in the beginning, when I first heard about human design, it was like when human design was the wild, wild west. And it was only a bunch of weirdos on the internet and like Reddit and Facebook who recently discovered the work of Ra Uruhu, that dude. If you guys have ever like Googled human design, like the history of it, this, this man named Ra Uruhu channeled it down while I'm pretty sure he was on some drugs, channeled it down and that's the the basis of human design. So what happens in these communities is that there are like several people who get very dogmatic and like weird. And so when I entered that realm and I felt that like dogma energy, it was also like when I was still kind of triggered by people being authority figures because I, you know, left religion. And then I like came into this other thing where I'm like, all these people are being so dogmatic. I hate it. And I was kind of turned off for a minute. And then I was just like, well, the information I resonate with, it's just the freaking weirdos. And not to say they're like bad people. It's just, I, there are some people whose energy I do not resonate (laughs) with and I just ignore their existence. And so I was just like, yeah, y'all, I'm not a fan of y'all, but the information I like. So I kind of gorilla learned my way around human design, not going through a lot of some of like the earlier, uh, the early adopters created like resources and things like that. I just kind of ignored them. Um, I think I found like an $11 book and I started with that book and then I just let my intuition guide me. Like I will read a gate number and then receive a word about what that gate number is. And I started learning to trust that because I'm like, well, if, if this guy named Ra Uru who channeled human design, that means that I have the same access to that information. And so going with that and my little book and then just using my intuition and following my gut when it comes to information was really helpful. So my, the way that I dealt with it is dealing with the, 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 I'm going to call it not message, but like the, the nature of what is being spoken about. And then to get into more like of a nebulous place, if you look for evil, you will find it. I feel like everything has the possibility of becoming cultish and weird and, and power taking. And so it's really important that like, with any teacher or reader or whoever, 
that you are coming from an empowered space when you are connecting with these people. Because from my understanding, just from observing cult behavior and what happens like when people get involved in cults, it often is some sort of weird power imbalance that that energetically seems to occur. I mean, that power imbalance, energetically look, looking at it, it looks like someone is giving their power away to some sort of external source and asking this person to hold their power for them. And that I don't think is a good idea. You need to hold your own power. Do not hand power and authority of your life over to anyone or even a system. So like, if you feel like human design is telling you that you can't do a thing because you're a projector or something like that, and that doesn't feel, sit right with your spirit, ignore it. Like, like, you know, you are the authority over your reality, not human design, not Ra-Uruhu, not some random person named P on Instagram. <laughs> you need to make sure that you are keeping your authority in your hands. I hope that answers the question. Next question. What is momentum and trajectory? Now, this person was asking because of a post that I put up about how being in the present moment can interrupt. It's like more powerful to be present than like how momentum and trajectory is happening for you. So momentum and trajectory trajectory and the way that I was talking about it is like how much weight and energy something has behind it is like momentum there is a physics mathematical equation to explain this that I don't currently remember, but then trajectory is the direction or like the pathway that something is moving along. And so when I was talking about this post, this person was asking like, what is momentum and trajectory when it comes to like creating a reality? And so momentum is, uh, okay, so how often do you think about this thing that you're creating? When you think about it, what type of energy is behind it? What is the level of energy that you are sending out in the world towards it? What, like, is it a high frequency, a low frequency, you know? So being aware of the amount of energy put behind things and then trajectory is like where you're aiming. And so I, in this post, talked about how being in the now can disrupt your momentum. So let's say you are having a, a day that feels like it's just, I don't know, it's, it seems like it's going downward, like, a, like it's spiraling downward or something like that. If you can get present in the now moment and decide who you are right now in this moment and fully embody presence, you can completely stop that trajectory with presence. That's what I was saying in that post. Not to say that everyone can do that immediately. It's just something that I've discovered with time. Now, a really great way to stop your your energetic momentum is to breathe and sit down and you don't even have to like be present. It's just kind of like pausing your energy a little bit. It's kind of like slowing your momentum and your trajectory down. I know that wasn't the question, but just want to talk about that. Next question. This one's kind of a two parter. So the first part of the question is what advice do you have for people who have trouble with their identity? So for this half of the question, it's important to not overestimate or what is it called people are identity is overrated don't overestimate the importance of identity because thing is is that we can like choose characters we could just switch characters and show up in a different way that's one thing but also your identity is whoever you're being right now in this moment right now and so you don't have to consciously try to figure out what your identity is. It's important that just because you feel like you like someone, when you're looking at someone else, if it seems like they're showing up in a consistent way, they're probably not doing that on purpose. Like they're not trying to show up as this particular 
person like that all the time. It's just, it's just who they are in that now moment and they're expressing it in that way. And if you're someone whose presence changes based on the day, then that's fine. It's just, you know, that's the way your energy presents. Maybe your identity is in flux and that is your, is one of your, one of the principles of your identity. And so just lightening up about a need to connect with your identity in a very visceral way. Let it be in flux. Let yourself be a chameleon. Yup. The next half of the question was how to express emotions and everyone expresses emotion in a different way. And there, I I believe that this person was talking about it in terms like with other people expressing emotions to others. So I'll just talk about the way that I deal with it. I'd really want to look at like you and like talk to you about it to, you know, I don't know if you ever want, if you want to like, book a reading or something like that, where I could just like get a look at your energy and talk about it. But for me, the way that I express my emotion, I'm also a Virgo moon, is I allow myself to experience the emotion. I take responsibility for the emotion. I do not place blame of my emotional experience on another like I, I think automatically I might do that and then I have to check myself and be like hey that person didn't piss you off you believing what they said pissed you off you need to make sure you're taking responsibility for it so I, I had to remember to take back my responsibility for my emotional experience and then when I'm expressing my emotion for me the reason why I express my emotion to someone else like like let's say it's like a boundary was crossed the reason I'm doing this is not necessarily to like change that person but so that I can let reality know my standard so let's say I was disrespected if I want if I take that responsibility back for you know the sensation of me being me being disrespected I'm like, ooh, I didn't like that. I didn't want to have that experience of me being treated like that. That's making me mad. I, I take responsibility for the, for the anger. And then I will communicate with that person like, hey, that felt disrespectful. I'm just letting you know that that's not really a standard that I'm going to deal with. So if that continues, I'm going to move away. Like, I'm just not going to communicate with you anymore. And so that's how, like expression of emotion occurs for me when it comes to things like that if I'm sad or something like that and I'm like calling I'm I don't know calling my mom and I'm sad when I'm expressing my emotion with her I will check in with her and be like hey is it cool if I cry really quick because I need to cry and I want I want I want somebody to hear it and she usually because that she's that kind of she's six signs in Pisces she's all she's all here for the crying but She's usually like, yes, please do do the thing. But I also like I am very aware of who I'm contacting when I am expressing my emotions. Like my mom, she'll let me cry, but she's also a very solution oriented being, which is why I call her. She's like, hey, okay, go ahead and cry about this. But you got like three minutes to cry and then and then move on. And like, that's what I need for for my emotional expression you know and then sometimes I just need her to be like it's that person sucks yeah totally like even though I don't actually believe that (laughs) just having her like talk is really really great for me so that I don't have to think I just hear her talk and then I could cry hopefully that helps I don't you said we're similar in some capacity so maybe it'll help you we'll see I want to look at your specific energy all right another moolah question it says do you have any ideas about how to visualize or relate to the energy of money the biggest thing for me was 
one, I guess, like making it a relationship with another being. And the question earlier, this person said that, that like they didn't like that concept because it made them feel like they had to appease money to get money. Which I understand like how that perspective could look like that. But my, that's like one of the biggest things looking at money as like a living entity was really helpful. Looking at money as a neutral entity is also very helpful. Another thing is I had to make money like completely energetic. Like I, 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 I couldn't just like a little bit believe that money was energy. I had to really go there. Like I, I legitimately think of money as energy. That is how I visualize it. Um, it's just quantifiable energy. And so that when I like was okay with believing that and letting myself be all woo woo about it, that helped a lot too. Yeah, but if I look at money like an energy thing, then I know that when I lighten up about stuff, I get stuff. That's just how it works for me. It probably works that way for a lot of people. But looking at it, energy, very helpful. Oh, a lot of, I think something that might have been ingrained in my subconscious that I don't know if I believe fully, but a lot of people do, so I'll like throw it out there, is like you have to create value to be able to receive money. If that's a belief system that like resonates with you and it's like, oh yeah, 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 that makes sense, that feels good. Try that one out because I think that that one embedded its way into my subconscious a bit. And like, if I do feel particularly lost, I'm like, oh, I could just create something of value and that will bring value back to me. But even that like feels really limiting sometimes when I'm like, I have to make a thing that people want to be able to make the money. And it's like, no, you don't actually just keep, keep doing what excites you. But something I guess more practical is create value. You'll receive value back. Let's see. All right, last question. And I'm answering this one because I feel like a lot of like coaches follow me. But this particular person, they are a projector and they have their head, Anya, and throat defined, which I don't know, I feel like it might be helpful to put that out there. But they asked like what to do when people are seeking out their energy. So they're they're getting the invitations, but then they're giving out this advice and they're receiving pushback. So my first inclination is are you listening to your authority when it comes to the people that you're helping? Like the people that you want to help because you are, you need to make sure you're accepting the correct invitations. So like help the people that you feel like, oh, they understand what I'm saying. They want to receive my, you know, my words. I want to help those people. Also like to people in general who are working with clients, let reality know the type of people that you want to work with. That's very important. You do not want to work with everyone. I like, I know this for myself. I do not want to work with people who want their hands held or need like a ton of coddling. Um, not that coddling is a bad thing. I need coddling sometimes, but I don't work well with that type of energy just because it's, that's, I'm just that person and I don't want to like mess somebody up, you know, but I don't receive a lot of clients who need that type of energy from me because I told reality like, hey, you don't want to send them my way. I don't want that. And so letting reality know I want the clients who will understand what I'm saying and receive the delicious energy of my defined head and my defined Anya. I'm so happy when I get to talk to people with defined heads, defined Anyas, because y'all are rare and you give this sense of certainty and, and mental strength. That's so beautiful. So talk to people who are going to appreciate your power in those arenas. But two, second thing is that I think it's make sure that you aren't taking too much responsibility for your clients, because sometimes when you are giving a directive to a client, 
and you are taking responsibility for their results, when they don't do what you think that they should do, it can be very frustrating for you. What's helpful for me is I'm like, here, clients, here is what I, here's my general homework or whatever. You could do it. You could not do it. That's really not my business, but I did what I came here to do. The role that reality gave me, I played it. If you want to play your role, that's on you. But I did my job and I'm clocking out. And so just make sure you clock out energetically is the last little piece of advice. That's all I got for you guys. I'm going to go get, I don't know, tacos maybe. My partner just got home. I don't know. Okay, love you. Bye.